We don't know if this is going to ever be over. Mm-hmm. You know, it might happen that it might go on when my nephews become adults. We don't know. We don't. Nobody has a clue on what's going to happen. Welcome to the Curious Observer podcast with my guest and good friend, Jesse Davila. How you doing, my man? Doing good. Doing good. Another day. Blessed that I'm awake and that oh, we woke man. up this morning. Yeah, I can tell you've been working now. What's that? What's, what's going on? Little by little, trying to lose weight and gain muscle, but it's mm. pretty hard to get all that in and eat right eat the proper stuff so you know well you know it's uh it's almost as though the the bad stuff is a lot more readily available than the good stuff that's kind of a weird um thing that that has happened and maybe always has been and you know what what kind of things are you doing that's helping you uh find the good well, I'm try- I've been online looking for different recipes that I can cook with the stuff that I've already that I have in the refrigerator. Yeah. Like yeah. chicken, ground beef, different items. Well, you know, something I wanted to uh we wanted to bring up in in uh in this podcast was uh I'm glad that we're speaking on health, on good health uh and and I could tell that you've been working on that uh was something that Jesse really wanted to talk about was that, you know, you, how long have you been now testing, testing negative from COVID? Well, it's been what, uh, I think about two months, give or take. Yeah. And the whole family uh, tested positive, right? Y'all got hit at the same time. Yes, we did. It was first my dad and my mom Mm -hmm. and they were, in December, like the beginning, mid of December. And then my brother ended up, he was thinking that he had a cold, like it was a flu, but then he got worse. So he ended up going to the hospital. I remember he was texting me that he was hitting uh, over a hundred in the, in the, you know, in fevers. His fevers were a hundred over a hundred, so he went to the hospital. They gave him antibiotics, and they just gave him fluids, and then they gave him antibodies to just protect him because he also has MS. Ooh, so, can can you help us uh, unpack what MS means? Uh, muscular dystrophy, I okay. believe, and. He also has that, so he has he has another sickness on top of what he had when with COVID. Mm-hmm. But he pulled out. They gave him the antibodies. They send him home, so he quarantined. Then the kids got it. Mm. How were they? So, so they were good. Uh, one of them had a slight fever. But uh, which one? 
Uh, I don't remember which one. I think it was Jacob that mm -hmm. had a slight fever. And they were the other two. He's in middle had, school, by the way. Yes. He's the one in middle school. Mm -hmm. And then the two little ones, one's in Head Start and the other one's in uh, elementary. So, yeah. So they were like, if they didn't have it, they were jumping mm -hmm. around, they were acting normal. So, but they were positive for it. And technically, they did uh, test positive. So, yes, they did test positive. So, all the adults were uh, essentially the ones that were experiencing. Uh, I just remember from uh, from Jason and his wife were texting me. You know, didn't he go twice to the? Yes, to, the first time was because he was having uh, aches, body aches. So he went. He would like I'm saying, like I was telling you, he thought it was a flu mm. or a little bug. So. He probably something that he's experienced before that was like, oh, it's probably just like what I've experienced before, except yes. it was also positive uh, from the results. Yes, he went the first time and he was released from the hospital. The second time he went back was when he had the high fever. Mm, so the, the first the time, fever. Why, why did he go the first time? So it was not because of the fever. It, it was not because of COVID. It was the second time that he went back was oh, because. Okay. Of I didn't the understand that the, uh, the first time. Pardon me. Uh, so are you saying that when he first went to the hospital, he, he, it was had nothing to do with COVID. Uh, he did not piss, uh, test positive. Is that what you're saying? Well, the first time he went, they tested him. They tested him. But okay. they didn't give him results right away. Hmm. So. He went back home. Then, the, then when it happened, they sent, they called him and told him that he was positive. Mm. So and he how, went. How was uh? Well, so are you saying that when he tested positive, when after he got the results after leaving the first time from the hospital, uh, he thought he just had a clue, uh, flu. Then he just had yes. a. He just thought like he had a little bug, uh, yes. no biggie kind of thing, right? And he was just taking over-the-counter stuff like mm. if it was for the flu but then okay. he started getting the high fevers the second time so he went back and that's when they told him that he was positive interesting so, wow well so, you know it's it's not i know he was uh, messaging me that it was not the funnest experience uh when he was you know in in the hospital right uh yeah. what, what what so how long was his recovery and when did when did it affect you? Because when the time that he had, well, we were with him for Christmas. Mm. We celebrated Christmas with him. So at that time, he was thinking that it was just a little bug. He had runny nose, you know, so he wasn't thinking that much of it as COVID, but we met with him and probably a week later is when we got tested and we came out positive. A week later, right? Yes. From from him testing positive. From him testing, yes. Okay. And what was it like for 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 yourself and 
you know, did you, especially that beginning process, what was that like? For me, I ended up getting the test and I ended up testing asymptomatic. Mm. So I could have been the carrier. So in terms of experience of what, what, how it affected your mom and dad, and I wanted to ask you how, uh, how it affected them uh, through your eye. Uh, and certainly what you just shared with your brother, it affected him in a, in a fever, not so much, uh, like, a, a enough to get him to the hospital. Right. Uh, and, yes. they, and prior to that, it felt like a cold that that's how he felt like, Oh, I know this feeling, but it was actually COVID and it took him, yes. uh, and it took him to the hospital too because of his fever. Uh, what was it like for you? So what was it? What was I saying? Lost my train of thought there. Uh, I think I was just trying to say that because for you it was zero symptoms, right? Yes. Was it also like that for for who again? Well, actually, I did have symptoms, but not as bad as everybody else did. Mm. I had the loss of taste and the smell. I lost those two. And then I also had somewhat of needing to what for diarrhea with the, mm. the symptoms so in terms of fever and in terms of aches that that was not there but in, in the senses were affected yes, and the and the, the bowels yes and like for my mom and dad they ended up having chills mm. a little bit of fever my mom the same time that my brother was in the hospital my mom went in the second time that my brother went in to the hospital. Oh. So my mom was in the hospital. She stayed for a couple of days because she was having shortness of breath of air. She was mm-hmm. having air problem, airway problems. So mm-hmm. they gave her oxygen. She her, her symptoms that she has prior sickness. She's her lungs are bad. So this didn't help her. The COVID didn't help her in that sense. So she was sent to the hospital. We made her go to the hospital because she was having trouble breathing. So she went to the hospital. They put her on oxygen. She was good. They gave her IVs. They gave her the antibodies. So prior to that, she was already in quarantine going about three weeks into quarantine because my dad had, my dad was the one that tested positive first before my mom. So she must've gotten it uh, from wherever your dad got it, right? Yes. But it didn't affect I, her until three weeks later. Is that what you're saying? Or for, no, 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 it didn't, it didn't affect her right away. It, it was like my dad got tested on a Friday and my mom started feeling symptoms the following week. But mm. for her to go to the hospital, it, it was time, you know. And that was probably because of the 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 pre-existing conditions that she had. Yes. And yes. uh and it, it probably started to wear and take a toll in in terms of of not progressing in a good direction, which was a good move to to catch to you know to go to the hospital. And what and was the, they, the go for it? 
that's what they told her. If she wouldn't have gone in at the time she would have gone in, it would have been worse. Hmm. It would have been totally different outcome. And how did y'all, how did y'all come to the, like what indications of us, was it the breath only or what other indications came up when you were like, you know what, we should take you to the hospital. Was like, she was so, she was always on the, on the phone. You could hear her. She was always like upbeat. And mm. then when we would call her to check in on her, or what, if we would call her to ask her if she needed anything from the store, she didn't sound herself. So mm. I would call my dad and I told my dad, well, what's going on? So my dad was more the in one that was it, telling For me. sure, because people don't know uh, your mama. She's a, she's very upbeat. She's very, hey, how's it going? You know, so for, for you to say that that wasn't there, that was an indication for sure, right? And And I told my dad, she doesn't sound good. And my dad was scared. Mm. my dad was scared to take her to the hospital and not get her back. Mm. So what, he what was helped him a, make it, that decision though? It was hard because we were telling him it's better for her to go now. And maybe she will come out. It's just, we need to get her better. We need her. We, we need, need answers. Her to be, well, and get answers and see, you never know, she'll come, she'll come back. And we had a whole prayer group, a whole mm. prayer is the big thing. If you believe in him, he will come and help. Mm. And, we and the way he came my, through for the family was in, yes, let's, let's get moving. Yes. And I told my dad, we need to take her. And it was, it's hard because. It took some convincing. Yes, because hmm. they've been married so long. So he's, he's a little tough too to convince. And well, you know what? I'm my curious, mom, how did it affect your dad? How did it affect it when he tested positive? The same thing. It was chills. He had a little fever. But it never went into the hundreds. He had a slight fever. Um, the eating, some of sometimes he would eat, sometimes they wouldn't eat, because the the taste and the smell weren't there. Oh, so you can taste your food. You have all different flavors, and you can't taste any of the flavors in your. So, food. but because he felt good, right? Uh, it. it he was able to, I guess, not feel that he had to go to the hospital, right? Yes. But for his wife, watching that it was not getting better, you know, and you were saying I interrupted that, you know, for how long? I think you were about to say how long they've been married. I think 30, 39 years. And it was a, just the thought of, you know, just, okay, let's go to the hospital uh, into the unknowns, uh, the unknown hands, which, you know, uh, we want to, we want to think that, you know, putting in the hands of the, of the hospital, you know, we're in the good hands and thankfully that's what it was. Right. Yes. And it did. And it was like that. And my, then with my dad, my dad works for a paper company. 
So they deliver to hospitals, nursing homes. So it's all in the air, you know, it's up in the air where he got it from. So, but my dad says that the week before in that week, he was at four different hospitals. So he thinks it might've been the, you know, something around the hospital. Yeah. He must've contracted it then. Yeah. So he doesn't, he doesn't know, but he said that that week he was in Austin at one of the, in the hospital in Austin, a couple of nursing homes. So it, it's up in the air how he got it. Yeah. But I definitely like the company because they took care of my dad. While he was on while he was on leave, they paid him for having COVID. Wow. So they helped out a lot in that way. Yeah. That it's not certainly not something something easy for a company to do that and for them to still do that. That is very important. And it was hard. It's it's good that a company can take care of their employees the way that this company did. Well, shout out to your dad's company, man. That's a that's a that's a good heart for them and and for him to be able to have the peace of mind. Let me just get over this and vamonos, right? And uh, but yeah, you know, I'm happy that your dad made the decision to feel comfortable. All right, let's let's bring my wife to the hospital so that she can get better. And you said how many days she was there? She was there five days. Oh, and Jesse was just there for one or two days. Jason was there Jason, for yeah. three days. Three. Yes. It was mm-hmm. the first time he was there for that one day that he went to go get tested. Did he uh, have taste uh you know loss of did he experience yes, that too everybody, everybody has lost of taste even the kiddos i don't know i don't know i haven't it's we haven't asked them but all the adults have had loss of taste it's it's too strong to notice uh for the adults and the kids it's not that it's not notable and and uh you know i'd be curious uh I'd like to follow up with you just so out of curiosity. If, yeah, I, if I, never that. Have, I never have asked mm. the kids or asked Terry if the kids have complained or Jason to see if they have ever complained about the food taste different. Well, and what well, now I'm curious uh, who is still, uh, has everyone recovered from uh, it with re? Re-attaining their taste and their those their senses. So, would you say it was just smell and taste, or just taste? It was smell and taste. Okay. You know, there's it's. I don't know if it's connected in one way, mm. but we, it was the loss of smell and taste. And for now, everyone. how is it? How is that? Uh, is it has it still lingered? Because I've heard some from different people and family that. You know, that certain tastes have been uh, still affected. We don't know if it's permanent, but it still has lingered since. Some have gotten their taste back, you know, I, you know, so I'm just curious. Well, what was it like? For me, for me, it has, uh, the taste and smell has came back. Okay. Like for 
my I don't know I I think still my girlfriend still has somewhat of her taste and smell that is still not there. Wow. Gary, my brother's wife, also has that problem that the taste hasn't came back. I don't know about my brother. My mom is starting to taste again. Oh, good. And my dad also. He's back and he's able to taste. Now, I remember you mentioning to me, uh, and I'm, I'm curious, uh, how's the progress for your mom? Uh, that she was in an oxygen tank uh, even into today. Is that something that she will need to continue to have? Or is uh, what, what are they saying to her? We would have to find out with the lung specialist. Because wow. my mom talked to her doctor at, like in the beginning of the month. And she said that she couldn't do nothing. She would have to talk to her lung specialist to see if it's going to be a long-term thing or if it's going to be short-term. So right now, just keep doing that. We just want to see how that's going to help. Uh, And because certainly right now, that's what you need. Yes. And what the doctor told her that she's not able to take off the machine. So she needs to have it on 24 seven. Wow. Well, you know, certainly it's, isn't it, isn't it, isn't this just the craziest of of things that uh, that's affecting our people, our, our family, our friends, our neighbors, and, you know, no one could have seen this coming, you know, like imagine just it's a, it right now is the 29th of January and we can write, we can still say over just a year ago, none of this, was something that could have been forecasted as a reality, you know, in a couple, in just a couple months time, we're about to reach the interval of uh, the one year anniversary of when everything changed. Right. And, you know, and, and even then when everything shifted, you know, who would have thought that we would still be in it January 29, 2021, man, uh, what what comes to mind when you, when you hear that? I just, what comes to mind, it's just everybody, like right now, it's just makes me think about life in general mm-hmm. because we, anybody, everybody's different. So our, our my story is because I want to let people know that we got to do something and we got to do everything that is told to us, and like wash your hands, do all the positive things mm-hmm. because you never know who around you is sick, very that's ill, and you don't want to pass it on to the elderly. You have people out there still have their grandparents, their moms and dads that they got to take care of. And I just want my story to be out there to let other people know that we were sick. We were were really sick and we don't want this to happen to them. Yeah, we're smacked by the thing that locked down the whole world and in every way in the uh, like for your mother, for example, 
that was so impactful that even today there's a 24-7 mask that has to be worn an oxygen tank. And to the other extent where like yourself, you know, it was okay, kind of, you know, I had I had lost taste of smell. Uh, I had some diarrhea, I, you know, uh, but I was practically asymptomatic. Everyone's okay. The kids are running around. They look okay. Uh, that's confusing. You know, it's not something we could just know, okay, it's going to hit us this way, like chicken pox. You know, you get chicken pox and, you know, once you hit it, you're done. All right, we're done. Here we go. Yeah, terminamos. Sas. It's nothing like that. It's the psychology that hits our minds and it it it, it just it just sits on our culture differently. And, you know, I, and what I was going to say earlier from what you said, from what is being told to us, yes, it's important. And most importantly... The very thing that the very first thing that you talked about, which was what? Taking care of our health. And it's and it's I know that to take care of our health for some people it's hard because mm-hmm. we've learned how to eat and do things that are bad for our body. Mm-hmm. And it's just day by day try making a diff, uh, a different choice in in your life try to eat healthy try to go out and walk do something that helps you add some resistance to the body yes yes well i have to give shout out to you man you you look great man i can tell you've been really really channeling those words that you're saying through your body and you know what a well, you know what you made me think of a poem. If I may kick off a poem to you, it's along the lines of what we we're saying about just looking at time, looking at life, looking at you know just reflecting. And this is one that came to me on the it's a first draft, so I'm gonna try to do it justice. It came through me on the twenty-fourth a couple of days ago. It was on a Sunday of January 2021 and this came to me at 7.24 a.m. So Jesse, what comes to mind? Oh, how distant it has become the initial arrival of the great shift in how we experience a day within the continuum of days. How much may we now recall experience pre-quarantine of even the the mere utility of the internet? What now has become apparent more than ever exactly what it is we virtually say this global event of the pandemic Oh, how we have effectively been thrusted onto such miraculous yet mysterious invisible net. What comes to mind, Jesse? I feel like what comes to mind on this poem is like, for me, it's just opening my eyes after having the 
well, the whole family having it, mm-hmm. having COVID and realizing that my life will be different if my mom wouldn't be here mm-hmm. because she was the rock for us. She was the, the base of, we would go talk to her. We would just have days with her and go eat, go do different things. And I think that poem hits me because I would always think of that, that when she was going to the hospital, the same way my dad thought of it, Mm -hmm. I felt like I would have never got her back. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's what that poem hits me. And it was, it's so good that the processing of making a decision to, okay, let's go for raising the likelihood that that can be further extended. And that's, that's beautiful, man. You know, I'm, I'm happy that, you know, that, that as, as much as it's taken the form of a, you know, all 24 seven, you still got to wear this and this and that, that time shared, time shared within familia, within, you know, the way I tell my siblings, uh, it's like I tell my brother and sister, it's like we're, we're flesh neighbors, right? We, we, and, the, and we happen to crash land through our parents, through them. They invited us and uh, we, uh, and well, uh, so it's like you get to now, we get to see our, our family as, I guess what I'm trying to say is flesh neighbors. And it's like, wow, we arrived through this world together through the same portal, which we call parents. And uh, we've, we've been unfolding this journey and trying to figure things out since then into today. What a miracle it even is to be here, right? This whole grand time. And, here's an event that that unifies that that's that that's something that we can now rest assured everyone experienced it's not like pre-quarantine where it was never something that there what 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 thing was going on that unified everybody uh the most recent thing at least to my memory was 9-11 right at least for our country uh, not, I don't, I can't speak for the whole world. I don't know what that's like, but I can, I'm, I'm sure they would view it as like, Oh, something bad happened to that country. Right. But when it, when it's something like a pandemic, everything's closed. The, you know, trade stops people that depend on other, like say on our country and we don't even know, and they don't even know and trade stops and commerce ends and, what happened to the things that were normally here? It, why, like everything freezes for a long time? I, we can't even fathom what that's what. What are the ramifications? What's going to be the the outcomes of such effect that we don't we don't even see it? You know, are the effects still going to linger for? How many years, how many decades, you know, will it linger even to our kids? You know, I know that like Jesse's kids, uh, uh, Jason's kids, you know, how much of an imprint this 
is going to be something that they will continue to experience on their journey, just as we are. Yeah. That's a weird thought, but I'm curious, just, uh, Jesse, what, what comes and, to mind with that? And, it, and it's true because we don't know if this is going to ever be over. Mm-hmm. You know, it might happen that it might go on when my nephews become adults. We don't know. We don't. Nobody has a clue on what's going to happen. The, certainly, there's nothing indicating this is going to be done uh like Tomorrow. the way we thought when when it first locked down, remember that feeling? Oh, it's just two weeks. That feeling, oh, okay, maybe, okay, maybe two months. Yeah. That feeling that we perhaps are experiencing more widely, is it like it's not that far of a stretch to think two years? Really? I guess so. Hopefully not. Maybe shorter, but I would not be surprised we're encroaching year one. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's quite the observation of time, right? You know, you know, uh, but ultimately it gives us the opportunity to reflect. And I wonder how much of that we're kind of reflection that we're getting to like, for example, the mere matter of fact that you and I are having this conversation about life. And it's cool to see people jump in and listen to this kind of conversation and feel that there's a sort of resonance through their own eye. That to me is, that's something that I wonder how much of this would have already not existed if it weren't for such a shift that arrived into today. And, you know, this makes me think of a, a poem that, a short poem that my brother uh, composed. Uh, I'll, say, I'll say it and let's dance with it. It goes like this. And I've shared it with a, another uh, on a previous episode, so I think I'll be ready this time. Fate is inevitable. Accept it. Move forward, and there's no way around it. Now, does that, that's the poem. That does not suggest, okay, since it's fate is inevitable, I guess we just wait around for everything to just happen, right? No, nope. I mean, it's like yeah. the ball moves. The, the This rock still revolves, right? And because it revolves, the rotating of it is inevitable and we must accept it. And therefore the moving forward is the call to action. Let's get healthy. Let's protect ourselves. Let's do the thing that doesn't, that doesn't uh, raise the likelihood for other people to be affected, but ultimately raise, what does it really mean to raise our health? Raise less, lessen the likelihood. If it's inevitable, maybe, you know what, what if this virus and, many more viruses is inevitable and we must accept it and we must move forward because there's no way around it, but the, the, the ball still moves, right? What, what, what comes to mind? But that ball's moving, but we do not have to move with it. We can actually do stuff to make ourselves better where the ball can 
possibly move this way instead of moving this way. But it moves regardless, yes. Exactly. But we're do we're in that ball, but we're the ones changing the way it moves. Mm. And that's the experience. Experience occurs regardless. You exactly. know, and perhaps, you know, as 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 much as is like to me, what comes to mind, as much as it's recommended to quarantine, that is a good idea. Technically, for the of course, I'm not don't take advice from me. I'm no health advisor, but this is just what comes to mind. It's very wrong. You know, technically it makes sense to quarantine because you don't catch the infamous disease. And I'm wondering, my question to that pops to my head is what else can be done so that the the strength of our immunity, the strength of our body, the strength of our, you know, handling should it be inevitable that we do we still get it, that there would be a fighting chance from it from its possible damage right what do you think and that's why they tell you like take your vitamins vitamins uh vitamins a b c d e i hear that d is especially yes fish oil your omega 369 all that like for me, when we were in quarantine, I drank, uh, my mom was drinking a tea, mm. an herbal tea, and it was lemon with uh, ginger. And it worked for us. Mm. It, it, it helped us. And we were drinking it every day. And it's just, I guess, yeah, take your vitamins. If you're young, start start taking vitamins. You know, it, it's, it's going to help you in the long run. You know, I, I like that you say that because I remember uh, taking vitamins younger and I had a family member tell me, and I think I, I knew at the time that it, it – in my opinion, it didn't make sense. I think it was still a good idea to take in vitamins. But there is a, if anyone feels this way, uh, I'm curious what you think. You're welcome to let us know in the comments below. And, and it's this. Um, I experienced something when I was, I think, in high school. And I was told, no, mijo, you know, don't take, you don't need vitamins. You know, you're young. You know, you don't take vitamins until you need them. And I started thinking, well, where where else am I? Are we gonna, you know, do I have these vitamins already? And at what point does it, is it, is it too late? And that is that is that when I need the vitamins, or could it be just possible? Could I just get the vitamins and just have that already be there? Because <laughs> I don't know where else I'm getting these 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 nutritions, this uh this these vitamins and minerals. I don't know where else I'd be getting it aside like from the direct source of it. And some, some of your vegetables, Especially if you're not eating healthy. Yeah. That's the problem. If you're not eating healthy, then you have to take your vitamins because most of your greens, your vegetables, fruits, your milk, if, if some people cannot drink milk because mm -hmm. they're lactose. So 
they have to figure out another way to get the calcium. Mm -hmm. So they have to take uh, vitamins, iron in your beans. And the good thing about the internet is that there's so much information out there that, you know, we don't have, like, for example, we don't have to be limited to thinking that calcium is specifically for milk. And even then I hear different arguments about, you know, we shouldn't even be drinking milk because, you know, it's coming from a cow and, you know, technically humans need to be drinking milk when we're like, when we're kids from within, like from our mother and being about when we're adults and, uh, you know, older kids, you know, how often is that happening where a mother's generating milk? And so it's like, I don't even understand that there's an argument uh, against drinking milk. And it makes me wonder, well, why are we drinking milk? And that's coming from a cow. And is it even really milk? And why is it that there's all these different kinds of variants of milk? And there's almond milk. It's not really milk, but it's apparently better. And I'm like, okay, there it's. And I guess that's the beauty of the internet. It's there's influx of influx and influx of information. Yes. And cool. Verse, I'd rather, I, in my opinion, I'd rather have the access of the waves and overwhelm of information than, than be lied to, than be limited to here's what you need to know. And that's all. Don't look anywhere else. Here it is. Nothing else. It's just this. Yep. No. <laughs> and it and it's and it's hard now before you didn't have the internet. You know, now you how do. Would, how, I'm curious what how how do you think right now if this pandemic happened, no internet, what what comes to mind on what what life would be like? <laughs> it would be harder. I think it would be a lot harder because there's no way of finding out information. Like right now we have different websites we can go to, like the CDC website, and they have information. Back back then, you would have to be on the phone calling people in order to get information. So, Or what's that, told to us on TV. If this, yeah, and what's on TV, but if this would be happening back back when we were younger, it would be gridlock on the phone. You wouldn't get a hold of anybody because everybody would be on there. And now we have different websites, different uh, different things on the web that we can look up. And they end up helping you to find information that you need. Hmm. Ooh, just just that thought alone, I'm like, what would it be? What would all would? How would our thinking be like? Because just the mere fact that someone could even be doubtful of information that's told of us, not saying that there's ever there's reason to be doubtful for myself. But I do see that there's people that suggest that there should be reason to be doubtful. And it raises the question, well, you know, is there a degree of, you know, fairness to be doubtful? Because and, and and perhaps it it raises the opportunity to be able to to challenge one's own thinking like, well, how much do I believe 100 percent? 
Do I believe 99%? 98%? Can we feel the difference between, like, how would you describe, you know, having, okay, I believe everything 100% versus I believe 95%. I believe everything, but 95%, there's, there is that 5% that I just don't understand. And I wish I knew more, but man, I, I don't know. Something's, something feels weird. What, like, what comes to mind when you hear that? I, it's just like I'm telling you, it's just, it's hard because you'll have a lot of people thinking they have symptoms and rushing to a hospital and mm. making a lot more problems at a hospital when real people need to be there that are really sick mm. and there's not a room for them to go, go yeah. to. Especially because when it's highly talked about, highly talked about, and there's nothing you can do. And it's like, well, I must have it. So they're going to rush to a, any facility, a ER, whatever, clinic. I wonder how much that's a, a problem. Like, I wonder if if that was a problem at the beginning. Excuse me. Beginning. Uh, if that was a problem at the beginning or if that has always been a problem or it comes in waves. You know, I'd be very curious. Uh I personally haven't heard much about, you know, about that being a problem. But once again, I'm, I mean, I'm. But I think I think most of the hospitals hmm. have protocols. Yes. So, like, if you come in with symptoms, like say that you're having shortness of breath, they'll put you in a unit, like I guess a COVID unit, and then they'll they'll assess you in that unit. Or you don't get anybody else mm. that's see, because only people that are in the waiting rooms at hospitals are people that are getting seen or COVID. But ERs already have areas where it's designated for COVID unit. Mm. So like when I went to the hospital when I was in feeling well. Last year, I went in and they they asked me all these questions, all these COVID questions, and I was like, no. So they had they had me in a different unit, and they have like where the COVID unit is. It says COVID on it, and it has a plastic. So anything behind that plastic was all COVID unit. So, hmm. but they're they're. I think now be I think if this would be in the in when we were growing up, we would have a total chaos <laughs> in hospitals. Yeah. Because yeah, nobody no. would know what to do. But now and by the way, I want to make it clear that laugh was certainly just on the the just trying to imagine that is just it's I, unimaginable. I mean, I can't imagine. I mean if if things were already crazy during these times and you got to see the long lines and people, uh, you know, buying up, stocking up toilet paper uh, over other necessities. And, you know, maybe that's just a mat. That was just because the, the amount of production for, for toilet paper has a certain rhythm and stock stocking them up. And if you have just a little bit more people buying it, they'll disappear and then visually, you see that there's no toilet paper. 
quick, there's a sign that there's an indication that things are falling apart. We got to buy toilet paper because that's not, uh, they're, they're selling out. But maybe it was just more of a visual thing that, well, they just don't produce them as fast. And if people just a little bit of fat, the, let's just say what I'm trying to say, supply and demand. If the supply has a certain rhythm and the demand just got just a little bit more, therefore, I wonder if that may result in the dramatic visual of there's no toilet paper and and then the behavioral spike on what does that mean and the confusion. If that was crazy, what what would that be like? You know, I I remember in you know during 9/11, you know, the only thing that I saw once again I was a kid. I don't I don't you know I I'd be curious to see what life would be like through an adult's eyes, like through my adult eyes then, but I only have my child eyes. And what I saw was people were stacking up at the gas station. The, sta- the, the gas station, people were lining up that day, 9-11, that evening. People were, you know, that was the thing. That was the only thing. Uh, even though that was, I think that was a thing uh, this time around, but uh, I find it interesting how toilet paper was uh, a strong icon um, <laughs> indicator of this of this kind of situation that yeah, we're experiencing and it's today. So, it's so crazy that you say that on 9-11 about gas because there's if, if people were stocking it up for like to make fires and all that there's other ways other products that you can use to create a fire was it for that? I, I, I'm not too sure if that was the reason, was it? There were, I'd be there, curious were stock, if... there were stocking up just for the vehicles. They were just stocking. They were just hogging gas. Yeah, but like just stacking not, it up. Most, but some people were also using it to create fire, Fires, you know, and yeah. little things. But you have household items you can use, like survival kits. You can create a, your own survival kit at home. Mm-hmm. Isn't right. it interesting how this, even just the word survival kit, you know, I, I've been seeing, I've been noticing uh, that's quite normal to even think about stocking up on food supply. And if you think about it, you know, we have, we have a uh, medical kits should something happen. And you know, should something happen with our food supply, you know, technically we would, you know, how long could we last without food? A lot shorter than a, you know, than the reasons why would why we have a medical kit, right? Meaning, well, actually, you, know, it, you do have, you do have kits. You do have meal kits. Ooh. I, and you have, in the military, they, they're called MREs, meals mm-hmm. ready to eat. So all you do, it's a prepackaged meal. It has fruit. It has your main course, uh, a breath mint, a sanitary wipe. You're even, even the new ones are coming out with Tabasco sauce in the Ooh. kit. Jesse, I got to ask you, during these times, in your opinion, in your honest heart of hearts, looking at the way things are unfolding and just the uncertainty and 
blah, 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 all that. Do you think the idea of stacking up food, like, uh, what, what is it called? Food supply? Uh, the ones that even last for, they have a, they could last for 25 years in the storage. Uh, do you think that's a good idea? Do you think that's always been a good day, no matter the situation, but especially today? What, what comes to mind? It's a good idea because it depends, like for us, we don't get tornadoes. We don't get like uh, uh, hurricanes. We don't get that that much. But like we're up north and all the other states that get the tornadoes and all that, they stored in their uh, bunkers where they go and hide for tornadoes and stuff. So in something like that, that would be good because mm-hmm. you're dealing with the pandemic and food supply and all that. Yeah, you're dealing that your house is gone, so you don't have any food, but you have a food supply that can you can survive off of for about six months till you get help. So maybe it's okay to have that in the in uh, in the back of our minds in the things that we think about in the day to day. Yes. Well, you know, Jesse, I have to tell you, I, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you took the time to, you know, to share your experience and what's been going on for you. And um, and I'm happy that everyone's healthy, everyone's recovered, and you know, may mom recover from the need from such a, you know, oxygen tank. And if that's what's necessary, well then let that shine strong. You know what I mean? I want to, I want to ask you a final question along the lines of what we've been talking about, but before we get to that, where can we find you brother? Let the world know. I have my Instagram and I don't, I think he has it on there. Yeah, I'll, I'll have that plugged in okay. right there. I'll even make it magnify there. On my Instagram, you can hit us up on our podcast on the bottom, Woo. on the bottom link. Hit that. Yeah. Oh, yes. Let's make that clear. Hit the, the thing that looks like this, that thumbs up. If you feel resonance, we welcome you to smash that like button. Make it so that we let the algorithms and the world and your heart know that you had a good time. That and subscribe also, button. Hit that subscribe button. Yes. Make that gray, y'all, if it's not already. And there's a little bell. Make that pop. Essentially, anytime there's an upload such as this, you'll get notification and you're welcome to jump in and say, what's up? Thoughts that come through mind, there's the, the, the comments below. You're welcome to express also. Should you and on top curious? of that, go for it. And on top of that, please wear your mask, hand sanitizer, wash your hands, do everything you can. The protocol. We can make this pandemic go away. Thank and you. you know, and and perhaps if it does not go away, you know, shall we move forward? Shall we shall we find ways to accept what it means to move forward? And who knows? We live in the in an era of unknown, happy awakening, right? Uh, what what can you share further? I wanted to ask you, but I think you already you touched base on it. Oh, by the way, should you be curious, anyone listening? Be curious what what other people think of what it is that we're talking about that people are thinking of of such you know such times. Hit that share button. 
hit that share button, share button, and yeah, we welcome the extension of I. So here's the question: What what further things? And once again, we talked we touched on this earlier. What further things from your experience are you finding that's helping you be on the refining of good health side of uh, of the each day like you mentioned working now but what does that look like for you that you are you are happy to share and you mentioned that you're cooking more what is that like for you and what's something that you can recommend to others i would recommend starting off small hmm. uh, 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 an hour not even an hour 30 minutes at least go walking go up and down the block or around the block just to get your heart rate going and start getting back into a routine of doing something. Sew it into the day. Yes. And that's what I'm learning right now. I've been starting to do going back to walking and doing here. I ended up using my garage. I turned it into a little workout. I have a punching bag. I have uh, dumbbells for the body. Uh, get in the zone. Yep. So we we I'm trying to get back into it, and I'm I'm bad at eating. Mm. That's my downfall. I love but all eating is so fun, bro. Yes, but I don't eat the proper things. <laughs> I don't eat the right things, and I'm trying to change it for the better. I want to. I, I, what I really want to do is try to do a YouTube and do like a life. Okay. Like a vlog of like cataloging your journey. Yes. Do that. And, And doing teach, not teaching, but showing other people. Cause I've seen people on YouTube and different platforms that, they're setting themselves up for something better. And I think I can be a, an example. Yeah. And ultimately look, check this out 20 years from now, we're leaving a footprint for our family to also have uh, an opportunity to reflect further than we could even imagine. (laughs) So that's something that I'm wanting to look into and start. Well, there we have it, y'all. It's in the puro efforting, puro sewing it into the day, puro trying. And as long as it's like the thought of, you know, there's really not a wrong way if we're trying. It's it's like along the lines of maybe it's maybe it's about wronging or wronging, wronging, wronging until there are better ways that make themselves accessible and available to to our experience. And with that. Thank you for closing that uh, thought. Good day, everybody. May goodness continue to. Grow.